You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Today's episode is brought to you by The Sound Parcel. That's right, The Sound Parcel. It's a parcel of sounds delivered right to your door. The Sound Parcel is a really cool and unique gear rental service where you get to try out all kinds of vintage and rare effects and different different things that uh, you may not be able to get your hands on normally. Maybe you want to try a Montreal Assembly Count to Five, like I did, or maybe there's a certain era Big Muff, or maybe there's something special you wanted that you want for us, just a project that you don't need to have on hand forever. It's a great way to get your hands on it for a little bit. It's a really nice, simple system that Dave set up over there. So check it out at thesoundparcel.co, and if you enter the promo code TONEMOB, all one word, I hear you'll uh, save yourself a few bucks. So try out the Sound Parcel, thesoundparcel.co, that's promo code TONEMOB, and have a parcel of sounds delivered just for you. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Sinusoid. That's right, Sinusoid Custom Guitar Cables. Those boys, those boys over there, I can't say enough good things about them. They just sent me some some more patch cables. Yeah, the sliver. The sliver. Let Actually, let's talk about the sliver for a minute. There's something that's been glossed over in all of the sliver info that's out there. So yes, they are tiny. And yes, they are half-soldered. And that is awesome. But something that we're leaving out, the fact that they are crimped in the way that they're designed, they actually provide a strain relief on your cable, on a little tiny plug, and that's something that I've not seen in any other plug that's even even approaching how small these are. So yes, you get a super durable product that's super compact so you can fit more pedals on your board, which is what you really need. So go check out Sinusoid at sinusoid.com, and yes, tell them I said hi. everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Tone Mob Podcast. As you know, I am your host, Blake Wyland, and with me today, I have Brian Bicknell of Spruce Effects. How's it going, man? Good, how are you doing? I am uh, rather splendid, recording with you on this rainy Portland St. Patrick's Day. Oh my gosh, it's like 75 degrees and sunny down here, so... Well, that's yeah. isn't it always 75 degrees and sunny down there? Uh, I guess you could say that, but lately we've we have gotten a bit of rain. I'm sure you've noticed that California has had a, a fair amount of rain and and because of that we've basically crumbled as a state and everything's kind of <laughs> devolved into chaos. So Oh, yeah, when I was down at Nam, it was like record rainfall. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like roads can't handle it here, so they literally just f- disappear. Like some of the mountain roads, you hear all these news reports, it stopped raining three days ago, but this entire freeway washed out, and you're like, whoa, infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy, because, I mean, obviously, you know what I'm used to, the rain that I was experiencing, I was like, yeah, this is a good heavy rain, and everyone yeah. was just freaking out, I'm like, what, it's just, a, it's just, it's just a lot yeah. of rain, like, this is normal. Yeah, apocalypse, <laughs> yeah. what's it was happening? Like, well, and I but I could relate because I know you guys aren't used to it, but we've had like three snow events this year, and yeah, oh, it right. just goes nuts. They're like, I don't yeah. know what this is. I'm gonna run my car into the side of the hill and just walk away. 
Yeah. It's like that Portlandia episode where they're chasing the patch of sun. Pretty much. Except the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, um, I know a lot about your stuff, but perhaps we should get into, since this is your first time on the show, we should get into your musical backstory and how you started doing with, uh, what you're doing today with Spruce. Sure. Um, where to start? Well, um, I think my story is not super unique in the pedal building world, but um, everyone has their own flavor, I guess. But I, I didn't start playing guitar until I was like later in my teens. I didn't really like care about it. Like I had friends who got really into it in middle school, which seems to be kind of a more average time to start. Um, but I didn't really care um, about it. I was doing other stuff. I think I was skateboarding or pretending to be a nerd, but didn't really fit in there. And my dad was uh, quite an accomplished guitar player, and he always tried to teach me, and I kind of had that sort of classic early teen, like, oh, you like it, Dad? Then it sucks kind of thing, you know? Um, So I didn't really play guitar until I was 17, maybe, or 18. And I didn't really even know what guitar pedals were at that time. My dad was kind of like a, like a, I don't know, strat into a old Fender amp kind of guy. And what do you need pedals pedals for? Just turn your amp up kind of guy. Um, and so I was never really exposed to pedals. But in college, I started tinkering around with electronics. I didn't study electronics. Um, but it's sort of, I don't really even know. I think I just randomly one day decided, hey, I have this cool guitar pedal because I bought a couple. Um, I mm-hmm. wonder I wonder what makes them tick. And so, you know, I Do opened it up. Do you remember what they, like, what they were? Yes. My very first guitar pedal was, not that I made, but that I got, was a Boss um, OD3, I think. The overdrive distortion like combo. Um, right. I think that does that sound familiar? You you probably know more about pedals than I do. The OD three. Um, I know the OD one, obviously. Yeah, the OD three. Yeah. It was. Like, it was like I'm not good with the crappy. numbers. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was like a crappy. It was like a crappy, like cheaper, like maybe they just reissued it or something and did a bad job, but it wasn't very good. I don't think. Um, and then I got a Boss DD six which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I think I gave them away. I didn't really realize that the DD6 would have been cool to hang on to for a while. Um, but I, I think I gave them away. But anyway, so mm-hmm. I started looking into it, and then I ordered a kit from this place. They're still around, I think, um, called Originally Licensed Circuits, o- OLC, I think. Um, oh, that sounds familiar. I've yeah, stumbled they did, across them. Yeah, they did a lot of, or they do a lot of like runoff grooves, which is like a you know a website circuit website. Um, mm-hmm. They like, kind of, I think they license their stuff and then they turn it into kits, which is really cool. So if you didn't really know what you were doing and couldn't sort of navigate the complex waters of the early two thousands internet and figure out how to do it, <laughs> they just sent all the parts to you like in a kit. So I built one of their kits and it worked which was exciting um i still have that one actually which is kind of cool but it was like a supro style overdrive um, cool 
cool. Yeah, it was cool. I didn't know what Supra was at the time. <laughs> but uh, it's just, I think it was cheap or on sale or something. So I got that. And then that was kind of the snowball point where, you know, it was probably really ugly and the wiring was a disaster. But it worked, and that was like the coolest thing because it's like that sense of accomplishment when you make something and it works and it does what it's supposed to. Right. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. I made that even though, you know, it was kind of ugly and a piece of junk, but it worked. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of just started ordering more kits. I found General Guitar Gadgets. They're still around. That place is... uh, probably responsible for many pedal companies oh totally Um, yeah and so it was just like ordering stuff from them and then you build it and then i go okay this is cool and i put it away i didn't even really i I don't think i was that interested in playing them to be honest it was like all right cool i built a tube screamer now i'm gonna mod it and do every mod that ever existed for the tube screamer like six switches later and like 10 ugly holes in the pedal thing it's like okay cool (laughs) what's next and then and then I started to um, think about, like, oh, I wonder if my friends would want these. Because I had musician friends in college, like everyone. And they did. So I was building pedals for friends. And I posted ads on Craigslist. This is probably back in, like, 2005. Um, oh, cool. And a couple people responded. And so I built random strangers' pedals and fixed a couple people's pedals. And, and I actually got an email recently like very recently maybe three weeks ago from a guy and he was like hey my name's tim do you remember me and i'm oh no not really hey i think i have one some of your pedals that you built for me and they're still on my board and i was like oh my gosh i have no no idea who this guy is send me pictures and he sent me (laughs) pictures and it sure enough it was like these bare no paint no anything enclosures opened up the back and my signature was there and i was like geez I probably built like five of those and you have two of them. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And so he has like the original ones, which, you know, are really probably just kit builds, but you know, um, and then I started thinking about creating like a little company or whatever. I mean, it's kind of weird saying that company, you have a company, but really it's two people. Um, That's a company. Yeah, no. I I'm mean, a I'm a one person company, so right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My wife owns fifty percent of it, which is fifty percent of not very much is half of not very much. <laughs> and um, I can really. So yeah, I started thinking of spruce effects. I really like nature and trees and stuff. So I kind of painted a little logo, and you can actually see the original one on our website. It's it's pretty horrendous. Um, I did it on printer paper with. Mm-hmm. I think a ballpoint pen, a Sharpie, and a watercolor kit that I took from a school I was working at. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, that first logo was watercolor painted with stolen paint, which is kind <gasps> of funny. Oh, I know, right? You're a paint thief. Yeah. I may have Amongst... returned it. Who knows? <laughs> you give it back. Yeah. Here. Here you go. Here. Yeah. It's dried, but you can use it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used up all the paint and left the lid off, so uh, you can't really use it. And I didn't wash the brush either, so it's crusty, but here you okay. go. But I wanted, to, I wanted to do right and return it, though. That's the right thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I couldn't sleep at night. Here you go. Um, <laughs> and then I graduated college and 
kind of didn't, I, I would build a, like a few guitar pedals a year and I was always like thinking about it, but I didn't really start to take it seriously. There it came, kind of came in two waves, like one towards maybe like 2012, 2013. And that really, I kind of didn't spend too much time on it. I was busy with other things. And then last year, early last year, maybe even 2015 towards the end, I was like having a conversation with my wife and I was probably complaining about something and like how my website sucked or something. And then she said, you know what, why don't you just stop whining about it and just put work and effort and time into it and focus and see what mm -hmm. happens. So I did. And, you know, I kind of slowly put together this a, lo a little bit more professional sort of goals-driven business plan -y type thing and started mm -hmm. to think of what I wanted to make and released some stuff and got some artists and graphics and kind of went from there. And it's evolved heavily over the last 12 months and I think it's going pretty well, and I'm having a really good time, and I guess here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I must have stumbled across your your stuff on Instagram, like, right about the time you started getting more serious about it. Is is that correct? Yes. I, yes. Because, I mean, I, I think I... we... Go ahead. Oh, go, go. Uh, I think we started talking, like, early last year. Sometime, yeah. or maybe even 2015, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the exact date, but it was pretty early on. Um, but I had, I had products um, mm -hmm. at that point. But the whole Instagram thing, that's crazy. Um, I didn't use Instagram. I didn't really know what it was. I don't think that I'm that old. I mean, I got <laughs> Facebook when it was still, you had to have like a, a you had to have like an EDU email attached to it. <laughs> like oh, wow. It was still yeah. Early so on. I actually, like, when Mark Zuckerberg was making it, I was, like, in my college dorm, you know, like, sharing Ill illegal MP3s with my friends and then got, like, an email, like, hey, with Facebook. And I'm like, oh, cool. MySpace is lame. And then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, uh, and then the Instagram thing, I just never really, I think maybe I was a little bit too old when it, like, got kind of popped up. So I didn't really care. But then when I realized that there was this whole gear world of awesomeness that existed on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I just want to stare at these pictures all day. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. look at that guitar. Whoa, look at that pedal board. And I just started kind of doing that. And I think we kind of crossed paths because yours probably popped up like, hey, if you like this, you should follow the Tone Mob. Right. Like, what's a Tone Mob? That's a stupid name. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Mob the uh, tone. I guess that makes sense. I guess it. Yeah, I remember I was sitting down like. So it's kind of funny because I was I was a little bit weird in that um, I didn't have any social media, mm -hmm. and and I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have anything, and I um, I started on Instagram as like a point of. I get this. Like I didn't have a personal one, but I, I understand. Like if I want to go look at pictures of guitars, and there's this treasure trove of pictures of guitars and pedals and amps and everything well this just of course this would be an enjoyable app to use and i started going through it and it was kind of intentional for me it was like instead of wasting my time you know looking at 
random forums and just kind of doing whatever. I should try to like help people and and provide entertaining stuff and share things and like actually be useful on the internet instead of wasting my time. So yeah, <laughs> that... no, totally. And and it's funny because like with Facebook, I don't use it a ton, but it's like that political article from that crazy uncle you haven't seen in a decade and like all mm-hmm. this noise. But the cool thing about Instagram is like, I only use it for spruce effects. And so it's sort of like this little sheltered world of guitars that I want and cool pedals and all this cool stuff like floating around and I'm in control. Like, whereas like Facebook, I feel like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to filter my feeds or whatever. I'm just going to like ignore it. But Instagram is so easy to just dial it in. Right. For what you want. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and I've, I've kind of, I started, I was on Instagram for ever for like probably almost a year before I even signed up for Facebook. And the only reason I signed up for Facebook was to try to take the concept I was developing on Instagram and, you know, do it on Facebook as well. And I, you know, come to realize that this wasn't a new thing. I was just late to the game with everything. Um, like people have been doing that for a long time. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I've got my thing, both of those fairly dialed in to where it's pretty much all guitar all the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I got, I gotta get on the, I gotta get better with the Facebook thing. I think my mom would be mad if, if like I like hid her stories or whatever. So maybe I maybe I should just stick to the Instagram and and let my mom send me cat gifts on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> that might be for the best. You don't want to make mom yeah. mad. I I pretty much I don't know I I bet you are very much the same way. If you do anything gear related on Facebook, I I tend to see you pretty much just in groups, and that's the only place that I go to. Uh, honestly, yeah, yeah I repost all my content on Facebook and Twitter because that's easy. And I just Mm -hmm. figured some people just might not be on Instagram. Why not reach out to them? That's cool too. And then the groups thing is cool. Um, I don't participate a ton, but I do have all my groups on notifications. So I I do like to, to see what, what's happening in, 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 you know, 60 cycle hum or gear talk or even the, the private secret ones are fun too. The private secret ones are the best. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep out the riffraff. That's right. Well, yeah, I, that, that brings up an an interesting uh, concept. It's not really related to anything that we're that you are doing, but uh, I've seen some guys say that they pretty much only participate in closed groups. Which there's huh. ob- obviously you know the difference between uh, like open groups is like your mom can see when you posted in an open group. Right. right. Yes. Uh, uh, and so these same guys are like, I only participate in closed groups so that my family and friends aren't getting notified every time I give my opinion on that flavor of pickup. And right. I didn't even think about that, but mine's always been closed, not private or not secret, but closed. Right. And I didn't really even think about that being a side benefit of, yeah, you're not, you're not annoying your family with right. your, your guitar stuff. Yeah. That's that's a good point. I got it. Yeah. So moral of the story takeaway for me is I got to spend more time figuring out how to make Facebook work for me like Instagram does. So yeah, or or just stop. Because yeah. I'm, be I'm a... just going to delete my account. I'm going to rage quit my account, and then I'm going to open <laughs> it back up a week later and, and re friend request everyone and be like, "Dude, didn't you delete your account? Weren't you mad? Like I'm just kidding. Were you mad at the new privacy policy? <laughs> I I was just mad at Uncle Rick. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he went on a drunken rant again, and I just couldn't handle it. Uh, he he called me a snowflake, and I didn't know how to how to handle it. Yeah. And I just deleted it. Oh, yeah. Uncle Rick, you silly man. Yeah. yeah so Rick. anyway, let's stop talking about Uncle Rick. He's yeah. bothering me. Um, <laughs> let's talk about your <laughs> your pedals, and maybe sure. Uncle Rick can come up again later. Sure. So, what was the first um, actual spruce product? Um. Let's see. The first one was the growth ring boost. Um, so that was kind of like, it's a super simple pedal. It's just, a, it's a germanium boost pedal. It's got a more usable tonal range knob thingy. Um, and I had been playing with germanium a little bit and I'm not quite sure what it is. I don't know if I have a compelling argument in terms of technical terms there are tons of fun arguments happening all over the internet and have been for two decades about this but I just like it and I'm fine with just saying that I like it and there's a whole component of sourcing parts from strange former Soviet countries and getting this package in the mail and being excited about pulling it out and throwing it on your breadboard or testing them and seeing if they've got these magical things that you might be able to suck some tone from um, but yeah, the boost was the first one. Uh, then I did the, the lichen fuzz, which is no longer, um, mm -hmm. in its own form. Um, but that was, that's sort of like a germanium fuzz face style pedal. Um, but I combined the two in, in the lichen fuzz overgrowth. Um, notice the naming, the naming fun there. I spent a lot of time on those names, even though they're kind of corny. Um, <laughs> I like them. Oh, uh, good. Um, I, I'm looking at that very pedal right now. I'm holding it oh, cool. in in my hand for no wow. reason, but I am holding it in my hand. Do you feel magical germanium goodness swelling around your your palm? Yeah, I feel like there's there's um, there's definitely some some solid communist energy, you know. Yes, yes. Just, just coming through this thing right now. Right. Uh, yeah. They still have. <laughs> uh, they keep tabs on all their old stuff. You got to. I'll, you know. So Putin's like looking at me through these LEDs. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. They're little oh. mini like 1960s spy cameras <laughs> that you could order out of the back of a magazine. So. Oh man! Hi, Vlad. How That's... you doing? <laughs> it's an upcharge though. There's a secret part of my page. It's an upcharge. It costs a little bit more than normal LEDs. So. Well, that's worth it. Yeah, that's definitely worth yeah, it. Yeah, but you got the you got them you got them. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Wow, that was I don't know. I liked it though. Anyway, so after that, what what came next and uh and I uh, all that jazz. Yeah. So yeah, those were the first two um I I had a prototype before those two that I never got around to making. Um I'm not sure why, but it was it was a silicon germanium hybrid of both of those effects. Mm -hmm. Um and it was it was just it was difficult to get sounding right all the time, um, and so I I wanted to keep things simple, so I kind of shelved that. Maybe I'll pull it out at some point. Um, gotcha. But yeah. But those are the first ones. Those the are the first, first babies. The first. Yeah. 
So tell me, tell me about this more about the salt water because that's the one you sent. You know, we talked. You're like, which ones you want to try? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I like fuzz, and you're like, yeah. okay, here's a fuzz, and I just really really fell hard for that particular pedal and i don't know i can't ever put my finger on on why but there yeah I, the the term i keep telling everybody is it's just musical and i know how yeah. generic and dumb that is but it just it makes me want to play more good. and not turn that's it off good. right that's good yeah no that one um that one came shortly after the other ones um it's I mean, again, it kind of goes back to the transistors that I ended I ended up um, picking. Um, it's a tone bender style. It's got some tweaks, and I would say that the sort of musical quality that you're referring to, and maybe a little bit of the uniqueness of it, is um, comes from the transistors that I picked for it. Um, and they're they're going to make a difference up into a point, but. I tried originally like some of the sort of highly sought after um, devices that are typical in those old tone bender style boxes. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and it wasn't that I didn't like them. I think they're awesome. And there are some tone bender builders out there that are far more experts in that realm than I am. Um, but I kind of stumbled upon this combination it's there are three transistors in it um and i i just really liked it and i liked how i biased it and i kind of just tried to replicate that um i think eventually i'll probably run out of those um but it'll be fun until yeah i know right um but that's just kind of the name of the game it's they're getting some of them are getting harder to find but i have thousands of them sitting around in bags that need to be sorted and so I probably won't ever run out, but if I do, I'm sorry. But I just, you know, that was kind of where I was thinking, like, if I'm going to try and do something somewhat unique and, and interesting, I'm going to try and maybe use transistors that most people wouldn't associate with this type of circuit. Um, and so I just found some that I liked and kind of scrambled to get a bunch of them. And the funny thing about the old transistors is that it's hit or miss, you order like you know a few hundred and you spend a lot of time measuring them and all that and a lot of them just don't work <laughs> or they're too hissy or they're not leaky enough or whatever and you end up you end up amassing a <laughs> throwaway bin that you don't actually throw away because who would do that um right of course of of uh you, it's it's pretty massive so you always dig back through it once in a while to see if you can make something with them sometimes you do but but yeah Is that's it... kind of the that was the the saltwater fuzz backstory i um it was Is that uh, your uh is that your most popular pedal? It seems to be the one i see the most. Yeah, um it's fascinating. This is i mean i'm not a business person um per se and i and you know as someone you you have your business and it, there it's this constant conversation in your head of like what do i want to do versus what are most people going to like the most yeah and like what what's the market saying right and sometimes what you really want is exactly what other people want but a lot of the time for me at least what i think is the coolest and the best doesn't always end up like my favorite pedal is the Boost, 
that's like my always on. I have one like under my desk and it's just on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the saltwater fuzz, but it turns out people like the saltwater fuzz and um, it is definitely the most popular one. Um, I know Sarah Lipstate uses one mm-hmm. um, in Noveller. Um, and she's that had a lot hurt. of... That, that can't hurt. No, of course <laughs> not. Um, she's like the... Like she's a pedal nerd of pedal nerds. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know this, and I'm sure your listeners know this. But I, so it's cool that it's not just like on someone's rack, and like it's some huge touring band, and they use it for like half a song, and no one knows what's back there. It's like she's constantly talking about pedals and new stuff, and it's it's been really great uh, working That's with awesome. her. Um, and she liked it, and so I'm really happy that she did. So kind of worked out but yeah 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 that's super cool i mean i i i'm not doing like what she's doing and touring around and and playing for people like a real actual musician would i just uh-huh. i just make racket out in my barn and tell people i think things are cool but i i yeah. feel like i feel like i'm a super pedal nerd myself and for some reason that one stuck out i don't know why i haven't figured it out but uh good no i'm i love it i love making it it's actually as far as building goes mm-hmm. it's 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 a super satisfying build it's it's not overly complex where you're gonna have to you're gonna run into problems inevitably because it's just the parts counter high it's not like that but it's also complicated enough to where there's sort of i guess you could say some aspect of art form when you're putting it together um and sometimes it doesn't sound right, so I have to, you know, make some changes. And but it's just one of those things where afterwards, so maybe it's part of the the musical part of it is uh, the energy and sort of care put into it is is high, and I really like that. So every time I get a, an order for that one, I'm like, doesn't surprise me, but I'm pumped. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So. Um... Another thing that we should probably we would be remiss if we didn't talk about, even though there's only one more left. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the tremolo, and sure. we can give both our sides of the story on it. I guess my side is very short. Um, as a lot of people know, there's been several tone mob projects, and there's more coming yeah. down the pipeline. Um, sure. And where I work with a builder, and we kind of come out with something. This was the one that I had like the least input on. Um, interesting. And uh, I, you were just, we, you were just like, I'm thinking about doing this. Are you interested? I'm like, yep. And then next thing I know, a little while later, you sent me one. I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna put my ears on it. Oh, well, that sounds awesome. I guess I don't have any notes for you. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. I I would say my story's uh, similar. I mean, a lot of our conversations were about like, what dimensions are is the box gonna be. Um, mm-hmm. What should the box look like? Are we going to stamp the box? Are we going to laser engrave the box? There are so many options and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But yeah, I, I kind of just, I'm not even sure where I thought of Tremfuzz. Maybe it's because there aren't very many um, out there. I mean, I know right. of a couple, but it's not like, you know, it's not a super common two-in-one combination. Um, I think it may have stemmed from me just playing fuzz really loud through like an old Fender amp that had, you know, vibrato, not real vibrato, but tremolo Mm -hmm. and thinking, 
this is pretty cool. Um, and so that's kind of where I just sort of thought of it. And in fact, this is kind of strange, but the graphics were finalized a long, long, long time ago. Um, actually before I decided on the final sort of circuit versions that I wanted to use. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and it's kind of, I think other builders and tweakers and stuff out there, not tweakers like drug addicts, but tweakers, who, people who like to tweak stuff. Um, <laughs> Leon, Leon, you're a tweaker. Uh, yeah, Leon's if, a tweaker. Yeah, have you, are you privy to that joke? No, I always <laughs> think he's a tweaker, I guess. So I don't remember exactly the group. It was probably the Gear Slum, because all the craziness happens in the Gear Slum. Um Somebody like called Leon a tweaker, and they probably I can't remember who it was or what the context was. They probably meant it in the uh, the context of what you were trying to say, but like of course we had to take the ball and run with it and be like, Leon's yeah. a tweaker, ha ha ha, he's on <laughs> methamphetamines and blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> For the record, he's not either of those things on methamphetamines or a tweaker of that type. But it was funny, and I laughed about it, and so I thought you may have seen it. That's why I was going there. Anyway. No. I still think it's funny, though, even even not having had that background. When we're done with this, you can research. I bet it, I'm 99.9% .9 sure it's in the gear slum. So, All right, uh, I'll go back I'll go back to the, the logs and, and check it out and brush up on it. If you, if you search tweaker, you'll probably just find it in there. <laughs> Unless it's a, it's a hot topic in the gear slum. Who knows? Oh, it could be. It could be. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't think about that. The, those guys, they, uh, it's like the Wild West over there. You never know what yeah. you're going to get. Like, I bought a, a stolen Les Paul from a tweaker, right? That could be in there. That could be in there. There's a good chance. There's a yeah. really solid good chance that someone <laughs> bought something from a tweaker, and they talked about it in the gear slum, because, I mean, right. it's what it is, man. Yeah, it's a slum. Uh, anyway, the, uh, so the graphic... <laughs> so, let's talk about methamphetamines and how it relates to the graphics on the Tremolo. Of course. So... <laughs> A little chemistry background here on the Tremolo. Um, just kidding. Um, but yeah, so the graphics, I, I worked with an artist. Um, so a little background. I, um, I changed the graphics up kind of mid last year on our sort of line of four or so pedals. And that was slightly after the, the Tremolo fuzz graphics um, got finalized. But um, I kind of just, you know, wanted to, change things up and 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 whatever so i i designed all that stuff on my own um so but for the tremolo we had an outside artist help us um nick over at equal seven i believe is his um design company oh um, yes he is awesome yeah he's great he's done lots of really cool stuff super nice guy um I was I had never really worked with a, an artist in a professional capacity. It had always been through trades and friends and things. Mm -hmm. um, and top-notch experience. It was great. Um, he really sort of took my ideas and encouraged my feedback, which I was afraid of. Just like, here's the fee and here's the graphics. See you later. It was more like, <laughs> right. hey, is this cool? And then he made me feel totally comfortable saying, no, move it over a millimeter. And like that kind of stuff. Um, totally. So he did it, it the uh, out... he did the model one too, by the way. So. Oh really? I did not know that. 
yes, he did the graphics for the Model One, and it was I had a very well the exact same experience. It was it was awesome. Yeah. I had Gra- some graphics that I was okay with. Yeah, uh, but I was like, these look no, no, no. Yeah. Like this, it's it's okay, but I didn't want it to be okay. I wanted it to be good. So yeah. I went to right. him, and yeah, he back and forth, same thing, just like what you described. And we both yeah. got great looking great. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like it, it actually ended up being less sort of costly than I thought it would be for a process that involved. I was really impressed. Um, but yeah, I wanted the, this one to look different. Um, but still sort of maintain some sort of of what I feel is, is an attraction to some of our branding. So it's got like a pretty mellow earth tone color. Um, and the logo has the tree and stuff um, and that kind of thing. So I think I, I'm happy with how it turned out. And so, but yeah, the, the graphics got done pretty fast, all considering. And then I was working on tremolo and fuzz circuits and... I posted that little video on Instagram the other night trying to condense basically what we're talking about now into 59 seconds or whatever Instagram allows. Right. And that didn't work. But thanks for anyone who watched. I think we got like a thousand views, so that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry to waste a minute of a thousand minutes of human beings' lives. (laughs) But um, It wasn't a waste. They got to look at your face. (laughs) Right. Yeah, um, yeah, that was like take number thirteen, everyone. So I r- really blew it bef- in the takes before. So that was the best version. That's what you're gonna get. Um, we all—that's how we all operate. It's fun. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I was never the kind of person. Like I don't know. There are some musicians who go in right and <laughs> take one. Bam. All right, later, guys. I'm done. Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah. Not so I just me. Yeah, never done anything on take one in my life. Um, but yeah, anyways, the I my my sort of goal was I thought tremolo and fuzz sound cool. Period, and it's not super duper common in in one box, so that was kind of cool. But I really was playing with different circuits, and some of them on their own sounded like super cool. I had one trem on the board that was like really super deep and it was like it was it was it was like choppy it was like it was almost thumpy um and i percussive i guess you could say and i, right. I thought it was like really that. cool what's that i was gonna say like that helicopter sound yeah kind of yeah exactly mm-hmm. and gotcha. so but then when i put it with some of the fuzzes the, there were a couple different ones that i was looking at i even tried using fuzz circuits that i already had that i had in other pedals you know um and i just didn't re- i wasn't super happy with it i didn't think th- the the order switch function kind of did it justice it only sounded good at a couple settings and then so i guess what we ended up with was you know version 4 or 5 or something i don't remember and i just thought that at a variety of settings and i think jay leonard jay did a really good job showing this um both the trem sounds pretty cool and the fuzz sounds pretty cool and together they sound pretty cool. And I thought that was kind of a, a good accomplishment. Um, but while also being sort of usable, all at, you know, different settings, I guess. Um, 
Oh, so that was it's yeah. uh, it's it's harder to get a bad sound out of it, really. I mean, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the the tone control is like super wide ranging. So I guess if you're playing a Les Paul and you turn the bass all the way up, it's not going to sound very good. But right, that's so that when you're playing a Telecaster, that it does sound good. You know, right. But, exactly. but I but I mean, it, it's it's very. Uh, it's a really awesome pedal. I really, really like it a lot. I, I found myself really kind of getting, uh, getting lost on it or in it rather. It's good, yeah. Um, and it's not for me. It wasn't. I, I totally agree. For me, it wasn't the kind of lost where I've got like a pedal that's got fifteen knobs, like all kinds of crazy stuff and sounds that are really cool, but I'm probably not gonna ever use. And then spending 16 hours like finding like that one pocket where it's like oh this is the best but it took me 16 hours like i feel like i kind of just really liked it you know subtle on the trem side crank the volume up make my amp pissed off and then fuzz by itself oh this is cool i'm gonna turn it all the way up oh that extra like put it on 11 makes me tingle and then put it all together i just feel like there were all kinds of different um happy places i guess there are. I mean, it's a it's technical a, term. Oh yes. If you look it up in uh, the pedal bi- building dictionary, it says right. happy places. Yes. Yeah. Um, what I I just thought the fuzz circuit in, in itself, it's like it had some of that those qualities that I'm talking about with the with the salt water, and I'm guessing that's just your ear tuning things that way. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Definitely transistor choices where I was trying to make it musical as you say mm-hmm. it, it, it's very high gain but like yeah but it but it doesn't but it's not it's not like i have fuzzes that are high gain that are going to destroy the world right in in a good way they're but they're right. like they're going to tear your head off this is high gain but it's like it's going to gently pull your head off it's not going to rip it off right no that's a very <laughs> i really appreciate that dis- that description that was a great way of describing it and it's funny because the sort of base of the circuit, it, it wasn't super high gain. Um, I actually was using some really low gain transistors at the beginning, and it was sounding pretty cool. But I ended up doing a couple pretty common things that pedal people do to squeeze extra juice, I guess you could say. Another technical term. Transistors have juice, and you can squeeze them in a certain way to get more of it out. That's the technical description of how you get gain. <laughs> I wonder if I can. Th- can you bottle that juice? You could sell it to <laughs> to others, and like, yeah, this is when you're just don't. You're at eleven, right? As a guitar mm-hmm. player, you're you're turned up to eleven. That's as high as it possibly goes, as documented, you know, on right. film. Um, yes, but yeah. you could pour this gain juice onto mm-hmm. your amplifier and just get yes. that much more gain. Right. No, exactly. And in fact, and. This is the only time I recommend mixing liquids and uh, electricity is if you dip the tip of your guitar cable before plugging it into your guitar in some of this transistor juice, it will then send the extra gain through your guitar cable into your pedal chain and thus uh, juicing everything in its path. Does that make sense? It totally does. It absolutely... I mean, there's... I mean, it's it couldn't be put in more basic or simple terms. That's just that's, <laughs> anybody can do it. Anyone could have more gain at any time. You just have to have the juice. Yep, that's right. Available so, uh, yeah, that at SpruceEffects.com. Um, yeah, 
I'm gonna I should make a joke page of like sprucefx.com forward slash juice and just have this like onion style article analysis of, of how to get transistor juice and more gain into your rig. I'm gonna do that. That's a good use of my time, right? I would love it if you did that. <laughs> and I would share it in in every fashion that I could. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not right, joking. I, I just want the I just need to drive traffic to my site, so why not do it with a uh with why a not? fake page yeah, about transistor juice. No, but one of the cool things that was sort of an accidental result that I noticed like the last I don't know how many degrees, maybe like, but the last little tick of the the bark knob, the gain knob, I guess, mm-hmm. for me, it kind of, like, it changes it. And maybe this is just my rig. I play mostly Telecasters and Fender-style amps. But um, for me, when, I, when I've just had it play it, like, sort of almost cranked, right, and then when I cranked it all the way, it was, it almost sort of, it didn't just sound like more gain it sounded like something else and this is where i'm getting super technical here um it was just a little extra something and i liked it so i just i sort of like dropped my soldering iron and said okay i'm fine with this i'm done now (laughs) no No more resistor value tweaks no more (laughs) different transistors no just done this is where it is this is what it is and it shall be henceforth yes yes henceforth. Um, but I, I really like it. I uh, I don't know if I should share this information or not. Maybe I shouldn't. But I'm going to. Well, you can delete it later. I don't delete. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. There's a guy so, that that loved the tremolo so much. Oh, Hi, yeah. Dustin. Hi, Dustin. <laughs> Hi, Dustin. Was got... this the secret thing you weren't sure you were going to, you, you should say? Yeah, because like there could be somebody like, we only made 12 and I don't get oh, one. And there's a guy it. that has two. But he bought yeah. two. Yeah, you know that I I really that was so validating when you sent me that text and we, we've been talking over the last week about you know oh got to ship this out here and all mm-hmm. that. When you told me that I um I was like I don't need verbal or written feedback about this project anymore. The fact that someone whom I've never met or talked to, I think I know of him from pages and stuff, um, wanted to. And that's enough for me. Um, sort of like there you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so he owns cool. a saltwater actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Dustin. like, yeah, he's Maybe. he's a good. He's a solid. He's a solid gent. Let me put it to you. I'll he, reach out to him and like send him an envelope full of stickers and glitter or something. Yeah, I'm sure he would really like that glitter, especially <laughs> lots of glitter. Yeah. No, no do you, this guy, he's Dustin is one of the coolest guys ever. So he sent Leon and I custom windbreakers with what? our logos on them. Yes. That's how cool like, he is. Like MacGyver windbreaker? or Like, paint a picture here. I'm not sure like I a, understand, but this sounds like a, amazing. Like a, a lightweight jacket. With a, okay. a Yeah. With a, it's like a light blue, or excuse me, a dark blue uh, lightweight jacket that you might see somebody wearing at like a... Oh, I'm trying to think of where they might be wearing such a esteemed coat. Um, yacht club, maybe at a yacht club, perhaps they where they're not trying to be too casual, but they 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 don't want to be too you know they don't want to wear a tuxedo either. So you wear a right. nice wind windbreaker, and uh, you you just you go around and you you feel good. And every wow, time I put that thing amazing. on, I I just feel good. Yeah, 
not only do you look good, but that's a, that's a very thoughtful gift. I, I, I am jealous. <laughs> He he's the man to talk to. I can give you his all his all his contact info, and he's yeah. and obviously he's a fan of your work. Great, yeah, I would love to talk to him. I love talking to people. Even I like talking to people who aren't fans of my work, who think my things are terrible. I would still love to talk to you. Who thinks that? I don't know. Somebody, I'm I'll, sure. I'll strike them up, upon. <laughs> I'll strike them henceforth. <laughs> I actually funny story about double pedal buys. This surprisingly, this is not the first time um, this has happened. And uh-huh. recently, and I don't know if this person will listen to this podcast. Maybe they will, but um, I'm not going to say their name or anything. But I received an email from a gentleman um, who purchased one of my pedals uh, secondhand through some music store. Um, someone had traded it in, as gear addicts uh, commonly do. Um, for the next fix, there are a lot of drug addict similarities between gear people and the drug addicts themselves. Do you ever think about that? The behaviors. Oh, I I I uh, uh, I can quit anytime I want. I mean, I really can. <laughs> it's babe. It's, it's just it's, one more. I just, just I just don't want. I just don't want. I don't want to. You know, I don't. If right. I wanted, if I yeah. wanted to, I would. I would quit. But I I don't want to. So. So I'm not going. I'm not going to. But if if I if I wanted to, I I totally would. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or like looking for change in the couch. I just need <laughs> one more dollar for this Craigslist guy that's coming over. Yeah. Right. Just I mean, one more. Can I borrow a dollar? It's such Can a good deal on this uh, this Supro. You never see him for this price. Like we gotta right. like. Come on, let's jump. I'm gonna on flip this. it. And, I'm. I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna make so much money. Yeah, it'd be stupid not to. It'd be it'd be stupid. Right. I don't want to be stupid. <laughs> I mean, except I don't flip yeah. ever. That's the thing. My wife knows that I don't flip, and so she's like, "Yeah, it's okay. Whatever. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Can, can we pay the mortgage? Okay. Yeah. Flipping is kind of like um, money laundering too, if you think about it. Um, oh. It's sort of like. If you if if you convince your partner that this is a worthwhile buy, right? I've had instances where it's like, oh, that's really pretty. You should get that. I really like the way that guitar looks, and I'll get it. But then, really, what I'm thinking, and I hope my wife doesn't listen to this, but she probably will. So I apologize. Really, what I'm thinking is, I'm going to sell that to someone else for more, so I can actually get what I want. Oh, <laughs> right. And it never works, of course, right? This is the no, no. the addict mentality, but yeah. So <laughs> anyways, back to the multiple pedal buys, if anyone cares. Um, this guy emailed me, and, and he had bought one of my pedals from a store, and he really, really liked it. And this is no joke. He He wanted me to make him four more. Well, what? Of the same thing. And oh, okay, I and it 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 turns out I he just really ha- he's got this. He, I think he's an older guy and he has this thing where he, if he finds like a pedal and he's found like ten pedals that he really likes or whatever, he's he just gets as many copies as as them as possible in case they go out of you know production or some of them are harder to find. So he just wants them before the prices go up or if one breaks and he's playing out, he doesn't want to have to deal with it. 
and he just he was this nicest coolest guy talking to him on email and wanted four extra and i was like okay uh, i think i can make that happen so funny story that is very intriguing cuz yeah. i'm i mean i always like want to get a new thing but yeah once i kind of have uh, a you know a certain guitar or a certain pedal that fills whatever need i'm i'm shooting for right then yeah. i don't i don't generally want more of it like i you know like i'm well that's not true i'm looking around well, the room well you can't looking... <laughs> you can't use both at once that's the thing i mean you could but you can't use them both into you don't have four arms right you can't play through one pedal you really like for example through two different amps and two different guitars at the same time you can stack them i guess but that's different well, that's it's true, but I, I was saying making that statement, and then I was look, kind of looking around the room and realized like you're just lying. <laughs> you're lying to everyone right now. Stop lying. Addict behavior. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, there's a Les Paul Thumbuckers, and there's one over there. Uh, okay, stop talking now. But they totally feel different, right? Oh, a hundred thousand percent different. They and they right. are. As far as uh, a Les Paul with humbuckers and another Les Paul with humbuckers goes, they couldn't be more different. We're talking about a go. 2005 Les Paul Special, um, mm-hmm. which was my first electric guitar, which I still love. Wow! And then a eight the the well, I can't stop talking about this guitar. But my oh, recently acquired 81 <laughs> Custom, mm-hmm. uh, they're vastly mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Well, there's the justification right there. See? You talked yourself out of it. You're you're okay. You can have two of the same thing. Just like an addict. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wasn't even thinking that on that one. That's funny. Oh boy. You're right. You're right. There is there's one similar. There's one big difference I I should say that I've noticed is that I've never and I'm I could be called out for this but i've never seen anybody like <laughs> ruin their lives over over acquiring gear and i hope no one ever does because that would be yeah. stupid right that's true and, i can't and, i can't think of any either no i mean we may have gotten in an argument or two but that's that's yeah. the extent of it usually sure or felt bad well, usually but I, I, <laughs> I didn't i don't think anyone's lost their job from buying that third strat that would be an interesting thing too, right? Like, come in here, come in the office, son. So I know you already owned a uh, a sunburst strat. Yeah. Um, Phil and huh? yeah, Phil, Phil, yeah, Phil and marketing tells me you bought an Alpine white, white one this weekend. Um, we can't. We our company just can't support this kind of behavior. We got to let you go. Yeah. <laughs> I oh my gosh, this is hilarious. I this sounds like a great TV show or something. Or like an episode of Workaholics or something. <laughs> that could work. I don't know if you're... Yeah. Wow. The things that naturally come up. This is why I love podcasting. Because who yeah. knows? Like, did you think that we were going to be talking about drugs this much in this particular episode? No. I I have very little experience um, with the topic firsthand. So I'm... I mean, other than the cultural references of like that everyone knows like meth addicts or tweaker i mean we just really got deep into it though i feel like people are going to judge me now this guy knows a lot about addict behavior (laughs) this 
Brian guy. Like, is he just like slinging per- uh, pedals for his heroin addiction? Like, what's going on? Here? <laughs> oh my gosh! See, there you go. Another connection. They keep on coming up. Mm-hmm. Like, like I know I have a full time job, but here's this other thing that I do. Why do you do it? Well, I, I, I uh, for the money. <laughs> yeah. The love, the love of yeah. pedals. Yeah. I don't know. We're getting real dark here on a lot of levels. Sure. Let's brighten I, it up if you want. Let's let's brighten it up. Um, here's a question. We're, sure. we're, we're, we don't have too much time left, but this, yeah. this is a valid question that I don't ask often enough. What is your favorite pedal that you don't make? Uh, favorite pedal I don't make that I own or that I've ever played? That you've ever played. Let's go that okay. way. Okay. Um, I would say this is hard. I know it's. A, I couldn't decide this. I don't know. I think. I think maybe it's funny. Maybe narrowing it down to owner owning is easier. We can go that route too. Okay. Well, I was. I, I had a. I had a choice, and I don't own it anymore. So I'm going to say it anyways, and then I'll tell you the one that I own. My favorite one, I think. That I've played is a Boss DM2. Oh, okay. That might be it. I'm not a huge delay dude, but when I ever wanted to play delay, that's how I wanted it to sound, I guess. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. That's my final answer. That's your final Um, answer? Okay. Yeah. Regis accepts that answer. Oh, that's good. Um, And then maybe... I don't know. I really like Polychorus. That's a cool pedal. Vintage or not vintage the the nineties reissue one I have. Um I think it was a nineties reissue. That one's cool. Um But I wish I wish I owned or had played a lot of these like super vintage, super expensive ones. I've only only studied them, which is kind of sad. Like I wish I had a Mark One tone bender. Like I just wish that I had that. All right, just to have that experience and or yeah, or have that as a reference point type of thing. Yeah, and I mean, you know how it is. You can listen as many demos as you want, and it's you once you get it into your bedroom or your studio with your rig and your playing style. It's you know, it's still a wild card. You know, it's it um, does it. It changes everything. Yeah. So that's part of the fun, I think, is that you have this ideal, but if you keep an open mind and you get something and it doesn't hit exactly what you saw in the demos or that you heard at, at NAM or whatever, but you still like it, that's that's a pretty cool feeling too. That's true. It, it I've I've played a couple pedals where I I'd listened to the demo and was like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. not not a big deal, and then I see it at the store or whatever and plugged in and kind of like whoa this blew my mind this is i need to take this home right now so yeah um yeah there's really no substitute for uh for plugging into your own rig at at the same time i've realized that i kind of i i can usually plug into certain types of guitars and certain types of amps mm-hmm. and know what it's gonna do really closely um yeah but there was a time in my early gear gear nerding sure. days 
when uh, Pro Guitar Shop actually used to have a brick and mortar here in Portland, mm-hmm. um, like a retail store. And I remember yeah. like hauling my <laughs> my massive like Fender seventy five head and yeah. a, like a big two by twelve cabinet and and like my guitar and stuff like. Because I would read and hear people say what we just did. There's no substitute for playing with your own rig to really know if you're going to want it or not. And yeah. so I was like, well, I got a little time, and they're open early today or whatever the deal is. I'm going to take my entire rig in there and <laughs> listen to some pedals. <laughs> yeah. Completely unnecessary. If you just know, like, I like Fender amps. I like right. P90s. And yep. maybe this guitar isn't perfect, but it's going to... This is what that roughly what that pedal is going to sound like in my rig. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. So don't do what Good I did. Points. Yeah. No, that's funny. It's uh, it's so true. I um, I've had more than a couple times where someone has come over to play something I was selling or whatever, and um, they didn't bring their own guitar, and I'm like, okay, well, I've got this guitar, but it's if you're a Les Paul guy, I don't have a Les Paul, and I don't know. And then they play, and they're like, oh yeah. I, or a Telecaster, like some vintage K guitar that I have, and they say, oh, yeah, that's fine. I just want to hear what it sounds like. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. And then they play it, and they go, oh, it's not really what I'm looking for. It's it's too this. And I'm like, well, it's probably too that because of the guitar, too, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and right. um, it's interesting. So, Well, that's a it's kind of a good point with – or a, I don't know what, the, what I'm trying to say here, but like it – that's why it's good to like, even if you think you don't like certain guitars, yeah, pick them up if at the play store and, and play them. Then you yeah. have a reference point for what it sounds like. And then maybe if you are in that situation, you're like, oh, I know what a Telecaster sounds like, or I know what this Supro sounds like. So right. I can kind of mentally figure out if that's going to work with my Les Paul or my ESP or whatever crazy thing you got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy thing. Yeah, or another uh, branch to this story of preferences, having someone come over to play a guitar, pedal, or amp, and then seeing another one that you've got, like, on your wall or, or on your, you know, whatever, and saying, hey, can I plug into that, or can I play that? And you say, sure. And they say, okay, I don't want to buy the other thing. I want to buy this. And you're like, well, it's not for sale. I've never had that happen. Yeah. That's happened to that's, me twice. That's intriguing. What what yeah. did they want to buy? Um I was selling like a Harmony Rocket single pickup, I think H fifty three. Um which is cool guitar. Had the, the sort of gold foil mustache pickup. And I had this telecaster that I made on the wall and it was just, it was for a friend, um, but it was just kind of collecting dust. And this guy comes over and want, he, if he responded to the ad for the, the harmony comes over, plays it. says, Oh, this is cool. And then he sees the, the telecaster and goes, Oh, I want to play that. And then I say, okay, sure. Um, and he plays it and he tries to get me to sell it to him. <laughs> and he's, and I'm like, no, I can't. It's for my friend. I made it for my friend. And he's like, no, please. I really like it. And I'm like, what about the harmony? Just take the harmony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he, you know, maybe he, you, you, the correct response would be like, how much do you like it? And I, and you can, <laughs> yeah, I and, did not ask that. Yeah. And you could build it another one for your friend with the extra cash. True, true, and, true, true. See, I was not thinking that way. Well, I was just thinking if you did that, you could buy some more amps. 
I know. Always want to do that. Is that addict behavior? Oh, never mind. We won't talk about that anymore. Right. Nope. Nope. Cannot. We're done. Got what I need. I'm happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And then Chase Bliss is going to come out with something and I'm going to want it. I know, right? So. It's like, okay. Thank you. Bank account ruined. Yes. Totally. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. At least, at least we're not alone in our struggle. Yeah, I think there's a huge community out there of people who are just like us. Yeah, there is, there is, and I'm, I'm happy for it. Um, let's see. Well, we're we're right down to the the last part, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask the classic question of, of course, of of uh, Brian. What kind of pizza do you like? Ah, uh, such a good question. Um, I really like, wait, toppings or like, like name of as, pizzeria? As, well, as a whole. Yeah. Name a pizzeria, whatever. Like get specific. Okay. So there's a pizzeria in San Diego called Pizzeria Luigi that opened up when I was in college. That's where I went to college. And that's probably my favorite pizza place. And I like just cheese there which is i know kind of weird but i just like it's just the crust is so good and the sauce is so good i don't want to you know mess with it with a bunch of toppings but i don't think it's weird if you're an east coast person i think that's like normal yeah i was born on the east coast but i grew up here so okay i don't know that for a fact that's just what i've heard okay cool that's good to know so maybe i need to move to new york city or something jeez Cheese pizza all the way. But I really just like sausage and green bell peppers. Ooh, That's just yeah. my go-to. The green bell peppers are good. Yeah. Do you have, my wife hates you... them. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, she right. loves black olives, which I hate. So we get half black olives, half um, green peppers, and then f- covered in sausage. Well, I like both those things, so I could eat the whole pizza. That exactly. See? The, the pizza place must hate us. Pizza places hate this one trick, splitting your pizza into two. <laughs> they hate this one trick. Yeah. That's what I should call the title of this episode. Pizza places yeah. hate this one trick. Click here to find <laughs> out. Right. Uh, that, or actually, it's one weird trick, right? It's always weird. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. This one weird trick. Yeah. Personal trainers go- hate this one weird trick. Tax like, what? hate this one weird trick. Yeah. It's like, what, what does a personal trainer hate? Oh, let me read it. <laughs> Uh, lift weights and run oh, oh that's right. so weird i never never thought about that before yeah yeah tax accountants hate this one trick pay your taxes Get turbo tax yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that's Hilarious. funny but yeah that's my uh, pizza that's my pizza yeah well do we have a crust preference are we like a thin crust are we like a pan what do we go to I, here i like thin crust um i'm not a huge fan of of that that chicago style cornmeal or whatever it is to be honest i haven't had a ton of it maybe only four or five times but it's i i like i like to fold the pizza i like it thin i like it kind of floppy but i also like the the crust side to be a little bit crunchy because you know the inside always gets a little floppy because it's sort of you know it's the middle and um yeah thin crust though okay you you do sound like you are a uh I've, i've never been to new york city but uh uh, Leon has any, and he he told me all about the pizza, and it sounds like you're a New York 
pizza man. I think maybe I am. Maybe I am. I think I have to talk to my wife tonight about this move that's going to happen, apparently. Well, Spruce Effects, now based in NYC. Yeah, no longer California. Maybe you can bunk up with, uh, I don't know, Tomcat or somebody that's up there. Sure. I'd love to. I'll get Tom. I'll get, only, I'll, though, I'll, if he shows me where all the good plain cheese pizza places are that are kind of floppy but kind of cr- crispy, thin crust. I think in back in the day he worked at a pizza place, so he probably well, knows all about it. Sweet. I'll forward this you his is, contact. Excellent. This is turning out to be a fruitful conversation. Or a cheeseful. <laughs> yeah, who likes fruit on their pizza, weirdo? <sighs> Terrorists. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Something weird like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Who knows? Well, Brian, I will give you this. I think we we're we're right there. But let's let's uh, let you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. We'll uh, we'll shut this thing down, and I'm gonna go eat some pizza. Cool. I'm eating pizza tonight too, even though I ate pizza last night. But I think it's 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 gonna happen. Actually, I forgot. I'm. I'm. It's. I. It's a uh, St. Patty's Day. I'm eating shepherd's pie. Oh, I forgot. That's true. I completely forgot. I. It'll be... I should have been drinking beer this whole time, and I didn't even didn't even realize it. But... We both failed. Yeah. <laughs> no shepherd's pie. No Guinness failures. All right. Um, where you can find me? You can find me at www.sprucefx.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I think I'm, with my customers at least, pretty well known for responding to email very quickly. So if you want to do that route, that's fine too. Um, Twitter, same thing. We have a Facebook page. But I'd say, like we talked about at the beginning, Instagram's probably the... If you want to stay like super up to date and see like what my kitchen floor looks like when I'm snapping random pics, that's probably the best place to do it. Um, if you want official information and sound clips and all in one place, the website's the place to be. And I also should, I also should say, this has nothing to do with anything, you have one of the best-looking websites ever. Oh, well, thank you. Um, that makes me very happy. I have a very good friend. The person who now has that guitar that I made, that Telecaster, that I could have sold for a fortune to this guy. <laughs> the person who has that, he designed it um, with his fiance. Um, it looks phenomenal. So yeah, it was. I was very excited when they said, "Yeah, we'll do this. Your website sucks. Please let us do this." <laughs> and I well, said, "Thank they you." They did a bang up job. Yeah, I I clicked on it the other day for no reason, and it was like, "I haven't been on this in a while. This is a fantastic looking website. Wow." Yeah. So great. Well, yeah, they're Pops Digital. So if you Google that, they're a little uh, two-person design outfit. And I'm sure they'd be happy to design your site for you if you like mine. So There you go. Perfect. Well, uh, I guess we'll, we'll finally shut this thing down. Thanks for coming on, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me, Blake. Really had a good time. Thanks. Yep. All right, everybody. For Brian, this is Blake. And good luck and good tones. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, it means a lot. There are a ton of other internet buffoons you could be listening to and possibly gaining useful knowledge from, but you decided to waste your hour with yours truly, and that really means a lot. Um, so thank that. just thanks again. It really is awesome. Don't forget that we have the Facebook group, 
the Tone Mob on Facebook, obviously. Where we're in there, we're talking talking tone, talking gear, talking just general music stuff. Oh, oh, that's right. I'm not supposed to say tone anymore. I'm supposed to say that we're talking sounds, because I guess tone is lame with certain members of the community. I think you know who you are. You slummy old guitar culture nonsense podcast people. I'm talking about the Gear Slum, if you guys don't know that. The Gear Slum podcast is where you go for all things guitar, guitar, guitar culture. I'm done. I'm going to stop talking. Apparently, I'm where you go for guitar culture nonsense right now. Yes, I'm having a good time listening to those guys. So if you aren't listening to the Gear Slum, well... You should, because it's silly and fun. And who doesn't like silly fun? Okay, I think that's all I have for this week. I'm just stroking my chin thinking of anything else to say, but I'll just hush up now. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. One last thing before we totally sign off here, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.